Ladies Rise for Their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi guys, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and please join our Facebook group Royally Obsessed. And you can also subscribe to the podcast. Sure can. It's a cool thing that the kids do. Um, You can leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. And you can send us an old-fashioned email at infoatgallerypodcast.com. Indeed you can. Uh, This week, we are chatting about the Lifetime movie. I'm so glad they have... They're making a movie. I mean... I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves, but they're making a movie of the first year of the two of them being married. Before the year is done. Before the year is done. <laughs> if they could just continue this every year for their marriage, I'd be like completely okay with it. Yeah. I want a lifetime movie for every year of everyone's life. Yeah. Because I feel fine. like everyone's life is more dramatic when done by lifetime. Absolutely. Uh, then we're covering the Cuba trip and some cute kids and then some like little Megan updates. Yeah, it's kind of a grab bag. You know, usually I feel like we have this habit of being like, they're so busy this week. This week, not so busy. Yeah, it's actually kind <laughs> of nice. Um, yeah. So last week we asked people for drink recommendations and so many people delivered and we are so beyond thankful because I'm not drinking a freaking mangarita. <laughs> and now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. I do appreciate the drink recommendations. Um, I'm really going to have to bring that Aries season energy into them, though, because so many of them were so complicated. Like someone tweeted us the one from the TIG, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. And it was like a Megan's version of a Pim cup, Pim's cup, but it involved like shaving radishes and like chopping up celery. That's a lot. Yeah, no, we have no time for that. <laughs> so what I did was I walked to the liquor store on the way to the studio. Yeah. And I bought some... Prosecco instead of champagne. Well, close and enough. then Chambard, and we are drinking a Cur Royale. Yes, indeed. Um, the so I I mix these up. The color is exquisite. It's this beautiful like p- pinky burgundy, but the the raspberry flavor is so intense. You don't like it? I love it. That's why I already am <laughs> drinking a refill. She already topped up a little bit between the five, ten minutes ago when I poured it. Um, yeah, it's just the color is great. I love a like fruity champagne-y, bubbly thing, but I don't know. The raspberry is a lot. Well, my favorite part about it was the two ingredients. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Lisa was like, I think it's 50-50. And I was like, okay. (laughs) One-to-one drinks are really my specialty. And we got recommended that by a bunch of different people. So we are so grateful to all of you because all we really want is two ingredients. I just love... Maybe three. I love bubbly drinks. That's like really as, as mixologist as I get. So let's get into the listener email. Caitlin, would you care to do the honors? Sure, sure. This is from Zoe. Subject line, my amazing, not so royally obsessed roommate. Um, So hi, Caitlin and Lisa, longtime listener of the pod. Um, I had a roommate my first two years of college who likes the royals but does not follow them. However, she always lets me know all the royal stuff because she's currently studying abroad in London. Now, so Zoe is not in London herself, but she has a mole who is obsessed <laughs> with the royals, which I really appreciate. Um, so whenever she has visited her, they have stalked around all the places that the royals go, which As I appreciate. Mm-hmm. She attends King's College, which is where Megan gave her women's panel, the International Women's Day one. Um, I obviously told her about it like the good person I did because she didn't know about it. She waited and saw Megan walk in, which was about two seconds. She was a lot closer and we were freaking out. And she was like, I can't believe I saw her twice. Next thing 
I knew, I got a text saying I touched her. I was at first confused. <laughs> then I was like, who did you touch? <laughs> she, she FaceTimed me freaking out saying she had just shook Megan's hand and was the best experience her, of her life. This was a major freak out for both of us. She was speechless. She was so memorized. She said absolutely nothing to her and didn't tell her that she was also American or asked the all important question. Have you watched the Lifetime movie about your life? <laughs> about your, <laughs> sorry, about your love story. Um, she did say that Megan was very sweet and prettier in person, which I don't understand how that's possible. How is that possible? Mm-hmm. She said she didn't know what to do in the moment and she thinks she probably held her hand for too long, which I totally understand. Um, and then she, uh, Zoe, attached six photos <laughs> to the email. And what's so funny is they're all like, you know, taken very rapidly and they're just like slightly different versions of the same exact thing which again I understand. It's like Megan's hand extended to shake someone's (laughs) hand. I so again we discussed this a couple weeks ago like when she was in New York and I was preparing myself for like if I see her in front of my apartment or at a bodega what would I say and I came up with I have a podcast about you, <laughs> which is like not cool. Um, it's like not, like not relaxed or chic to say that. But um, I think I would behave like Zoe's friend. Yeah. I mean, we know you would. <laughs> Sorry. Caitlin saw a celebrity that we both are really obsessed with and she didn't say anything. And it really upsets me. <laughs> I didn't even think to tell Lisa about it until recently. But yes, I saw somebody that we're both a fan of on the streets of New York and I was so embarrassed that I just like, didn't go up and say hi. Um, super cool. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> super relaxed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if I saw Meghan Markle, especially like in this in a walkabout setting, I would do what Zoe's friend did. Just like stare, touch her hand, hold on for too long and just like do an open mouth, like fish mouth moving up and down. No I would words. probably pull out some weird accent that I've never used in my <laughs> life because I'd feel so uncomfortable like, good day, ma'am. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, those are two good things to say. Hi, I'm American too. And did you watch the Lifetime movie? I mean, that's really valid questions. Did she? And a very good segue, not for right this second, but we're going to discuss the Lifetime movie that's coming up. Um, But first we have This Week in Royal History. And now, This Week in Royal History. Da-da-da! Yuja's birthday! (laughs) Prince Eugenie. Princess. What did I say? Prince. Why? What? I'm like weird with the titles these days. I have a problem where sometimes I write Prince Charlotte and then like somebody will be like, Lisa, it's princess. I mean, I don't know. It's tough. Prince Charlotte, like maybe you're used to saying Charles. I don't know. Whatever. Princess Eugenie was born March 23rd, 1990. Um, what a youngster. I was going to say, my little brother, it, well, not so little, his birthday is March 24th, 1990, and I had no idea they were born a day apart. Also, happy Ooh. birthday to my brother, Connor, who... Has never and will never listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But happy birthday to him. He's 29 and that's very freaky. Weird. It's freaky. But so is Eugenie. um, And what a year she's had. She posted on Instagram for her birthday being like, 28 was the best year of my life, but we'll see what 29 has to offer. And I'm like, it is kind of hard to top getting married at Windsor Castle in a beautiful dress. With an emerald tiara. With an emerald tiara looking like a Disney queen. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. But for her birthday, um, Zach Posen, the designer, shared a never-before-seen photograph of her second wedding dress. So we all saw the picture of Huge, my friend Huge, mm-hmm. and her mm-hmm. husband at the reception in the dress. But this was a side picture that Zach Posen shared on Instagram where you get to see more of it. And it looks a little bit more 
I, I feel like from the front, it looks more like glam, but from the side, you're like, oh, it's really romantic. Yeah, so for context, in case you don't have like an immediate mental image of Eugenie's second wedding dress, it was that sort of nude, pale pinky color um, with all like the gathering that kind of made her look like a badass superhero in the bodice region. <laughs> um, but this, yeah, it's a photo in profile. And so Zach is kneeling behind her, like fluffing her cape, which first of all, I did not realize that dress had like such a dramatic cape. Me either. Yeah, it's like this beautiful, like I would say chiff- it looks like chiffon, but it's probably like silk or something. Um, it's really gorgeous. Yeah, it has like a big caped shoulder, which I would never have noticed. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, he is a designer. So he's like, I just want to make sure you appreciate the artistry <laughs> that I put into this dress. Um, so, but he's kneeling behind her and just like bowing. Yeah, you know? and he wrote a really nice tribute. Um, he called her someone with a heart of gold and sophisticated humor. I don't have that, so I can't mm-mm, relate. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, and then he also wrote, every now and then you meet somebody who just knocks your socks off. This last year, I got to know a young lady who possessed natural elegance with a heart of gold and sophisticated humor. My studio and I had the honor and the best time collaborating with her on her special gown. Best of all, she is dedicated to using her privilege to help our world and its people with her project, the Anti-Slavery Collective. Happy birthday, Princess Eugenie. Amazing. Wow, what a great tribute. I know, like, Zach, where were you in January on my birthday? Um, Just weeks ago on mine. That's really lovely. What a great thing to say. Um, Yeah. Imagine having a sophisticated sense of humor. (laughs) What does that even mean? What does that entail? (laughs) Fewer fart jokes, probably. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So happy birthday to Eugenie. Like I said, she said 28 was her best year yet. Um, Her mom, Sarah Ferguson, Fergie Ferg, shared a snap of her and said, happy birthday to my darling girl. And, you know, Andrew as well said, wishing Princess Eugenie a happy birthday. Um, Adorable. Look at her cute hair. It's a great Instagram. Everyone go find it. And I'm like, now I have to go follow Zach Posen. I mean, if he wants to make us dresses, you know, like. I can think of many an occasion. Spring. The podcast. The podcast recording here <laughs> where I'm wearing black boots with black pants and a black shirt. I'm also wearing black boots, black boots, black leggings, black sweater. Here we are. Here we I are. I don't deserve beautiful dresses. <laughs> um, I would spill my Chambord and Prosecco on them. Um, <laughs> okay, so moving on to Lifetime movie. So, <sighs> Thank God. Very, <laughs> so Lifetime, like I said, of course we adored last year they did Mar- Harry and Meghan, a royal romance, which was like their courtship and how they met and the blind date and all that stuff. And now there is a sequel, Harry and Meghan becoming royal, and it's out May 27th. You don't even have to wait that long. That's, that's amazing. My, like, that's my favorite week of the year anyway, because it's Memorial Day weekend. It's such a happy time. Is that when it came out last year? Because was No, it was the week before the royal wedding last year, remember? Yes. So the royal wedding was May 19th. I yes. hope everyone has it in their calendars. Mm-hmm. I guess we're all going to hang out that day. <laughs> yes, commemorative as well, um, for sure. But yeah, they're, they're fast track. Again, as I said at the top of the show, it's a movie about the first year of their marriage, which is not over yet. No. Not for two more months, actually. Like, the royal baby will be born before yeah. this Lifetime movie comes out. Yeah, and the, well, hopefully. And the Vanity Fair uh, write-up of this is what we have in front of us, and they kindly broke it into five exciting new details. Um, they also, one of the details is that it won't cover her baby shower, probably because they were filming in February. Probably. You know, <laughs> like they couldn't fit it all in. Um, but here are the five facts that they shared. Please go read the article on VanityFair.com. Um, I don't want to just steal other writers' stuff all the time. But here are the insights that this writer came up with. Yes, we always cite our sources. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so 
the here are the five fun facts, which they got from the they spoke to the screenwriter Scarlett Lacey and the star Tiffany Smith. Um, and so one, the royal wedding and the celebrities from the guest list will feature prominently. Um, we definitely get to see parts of the wedding, said the said Tiffany. Um, wow. So there's going to be. Um, it looks. Yes. Okay. George and Amal Clooney, Oprah Winfrey, Victoria Beckham, Idris Elba. But like. Wait, so actors are going to play those people? I think so. Oh, yeah, they definitely play a part in the movie. That's hysterical. Like, imagine having the confidence to play Oprah. I can't even <laughs> fathom it. Like, sometimes when I mention her, I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this word is coming out of my mouth. I mean, listen, as much as we love Lifetime movies, and we do, and we, I loved the first one, um, The I, it's so corny to have like actors play actor I don't know it's just like maybe a, it'll be like images of it perhaps because you know they've done that in the past where they have like some real life the real images stuff cuts through that would probably be for the best because yeah. I don't know who could be Oprah other than Oprah yeah as well uh the actress Tiffany mentioned that Megan's on-screen suits wedding will also be a part of it and maybe even the opening of the movie oh. so she's playing Megan playing Rachel, Rachel. Zane. <laughs> right. Rachel Zane, I the paralegal want... turned lawyer. <laughs> Love interest. Um, yeah, I didn't want to mess that up. But yeah, she's going to play Meghan Markle playing Rachel Zane. Um, I like the character of Rachel Zane. I think she's got a lot of integrity. I also really liked that wedding dress. Yes, it was beautiful. Yeah. And well done on suits of like having that tie in. Like that's genius. But yeah, so we're going to see the wedding and all the drama and aftermath. Um, that's one of the other details, of course, is that they're going to get into the family stuff, which to be fair, does deserve a Lifetime movie. Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly like wrapped up. So I'm interested to see how they'll choose to wrap everything up because that is an ongoing issue. Thomas Markle has been quiet for a while, thank God. But like that's not done. Like, mm-hmm. there's no happy ending there. So that's going to be in there. Kate and Megan's relationship will be explored. This is really interesting. So Smith says, we got to do some stuff with Kate, which I really liked. I think one of the biggest things, obviously, about Megan is that she's such a supporter of other women and women's empowerment. That was something I think was important for all of us to focus on, myself included. Very nice. Um, women can support women and uplift each other. Tabloids and magazines can say whatever they're going to say. But I think seeing these women, t- yeah, it's basically. Oh, I thought you were just saying your opinion. I was like, yep, no, 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 they sorry. Can. I was just reading more because I was like, get it, Tiffany Smith. Um, it's very, I just think I'm excited to see that. Um, yeah, Baby Shark didn't make the cut, and we will see uh, puppies. Okay. I think they've been listening to the podcast because they know exactly <laughs> what's necessary to get us to pay attention to anything. I can't think of better fanfic to put in. Like, if I was writing the Lifetime movie of Megan and Harry, I also would choose to put the dogs in there. Maybe there will be a lifetime adaptation of Guy the Beagle. <laughs> yeah. Also, maybe this will f- sort of force their hand and they'll have to clarify IRL who the dog is. Yeah. What's this dog? You know? Like, interesting. Interesting. They also, um, the screenwriter, Lace, um, what did I, Scarlett Lacey mentioned that she also wrote in a scene of Megan and the Queen playing charades. I love it. That's cute. I love it so much. Uh, also, the screenwriter is a British woman who moved to California. So it's kind of like a reversal. So she brings like an interesting air to the whole thing. That is interesting. I love it. I can't wait. So again, check that out on VanityFair.com. Citing our sources. <laughs> yeah. And the movie comes out May 27th. And obviously, we'll be discussing much more of it as we get closer. Yes. And 
on our Instagram, we just posted a picture on Royally Obsessed Instagram. Mel, who runs our oh, account, yes, yes, yes. She just posted some pictures from it, and it's amazing. And the resemblance is striking. Though I honestly couldn't tell. Is that the same actress as who was in no, the first one? No, it's a different one. But what I really don't get is how bright the red hair of the guy is. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's real red hair? There's no way to know. <laughs> Let's have him on. Let's have them both on. Let's We're so excited. We're, we are big fans already of their work on our Instagram. Yeah, I mean, like, unironically, honestly, I, that first movie, I was like, oh, it's going to be so corny, and the trailer looked so, like, ugh, like, schlocky, but then it was really good. It was very dramatic. I mean, I am their target audience for this kind of thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> Woman who loves royals and Lifetime movies. Yeah, but I, I was really shocked at the... The level of pathos. Um, anywho, so that's happening. And we have some other teeny tiny Meghan Markle updates, um, such as... Uh, I would like to, t- to say this one. My favorite comedian in the world, Tina Knowles Lawson. <laughs> that's Beyonce's mom. And she does this corny joke thing on Instagram, which is so cute and so funny. So I absolutely adore her and think she's fantastic. But she was asked about Meghan in Us Weekly. And so she said... I mean, I think she's a beautiful, intelligent, independent young woman. Um, I think it's one. I think it's amazing that she got that opportunity and that she's a great representation for our people. It is really wonderful. Love it. I just think like Tina Knowles loves you. That's amazing. I would listen to a podcast of Tina Knowles Lawson just giving like two minute pop culture updates once a week. I mean, it's basically her Instagram. Yeah, that's that's fair. Corny jokes. I would subscribe to that just for like being like, Meghan Markle, I like her. And I'd be like, mm-hmm, five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Rocket up the charts on iTunes. Um, she's just, yeah, she's great and funny. And of course, freaking of course she loves Meghan Markle. How could you not? Um, Especially because Beyonce has spoken out in support of her. I just like the idea of Tina and Beyonce discussing Meghan Markle in their spare time. It makes me happy. Yes. Oh, can we talk about the four-year-old and Prince Harry while we're yes. in Sussex land? Uh, did you write this, by the way? No, it was Kelly at uh, my work. Okay. Well, I'll, I wish I did. I'll give props Shout to your Kelly. I'll give props to your coworker. It's an amazing headline from the cut. Four-year-old absolutely destroys Prince Harry with devastating burn. That's a beautifully crafted headline because I was like, what is that devastating burn? She's an incredibly talented writer that I'm <laughs> routinely jealous of. So I wish her the best, but <laughs> I want to be her. So. Uh, Prince Harry went to a little event at St. Vincent's Catholic Primary School, and he planted a tree. This was part of an environmental forest preserving initiative, the Queen's Commonwealth Canopy. Um, And so he went there to plant a tree. And as we've discussed, he's super cute whenever he's around kids. That's why we're absolutely dying about him having one of his own. Yes. Um, he's just all, yeah, in his element whenever he's at like a kid-focused event. So while he was there, um, he was speaking to a four-year-old. Like he, you know, bent down to talk to a four-year-old. And the kid said, when is Prince Harry coming? Oh, dagger to the heart. <laughs> and Prince Harry said, I'm Prince Harry. And he goes, Okay, when is the real Prince Harry coming? <laughs> and he said, I'm the real Harry. I've just had my hair cut for the occasion, which is so cute. It is so cute. <sighs> and then there um <laughs> people, uh, I don't know if they, People Magazine reported this. I don't know if they were there or they just are quoting this from elsewhere. But they said that someone, like a, a teacher at the school or a learning mentor told the press, they think that a prince should have a crown. Mm, well, 
I mean, that's valid. Where was the crown? Where was the crown? Um, Just I... like we think the duchesses should be wearing tiaras at all time, even though it goes against whatever <laughs> supposed protocol people think we don't understand. <laughs> yes. Yes. I understand that there are safety precautions. And also it would be like a little gauche if they were constantly wearing wildly expensive jewelry. But at the same time, I like a full princess. That's what I prefer. So, yeah, I'd be OK with Prince Harry wearing crowns even to like plant a tree i mean you got to do it for the kids you have to identify yourself as a prince with your crown i mean kids know emojis these days they're like how can you be royal if you're not wearing a crown like the little emoji like i don't understand you so i like that a lot um i also again one last time love how this was written um after prince harry arrived the four-year-old got his attention and poised, calm, ready to deal his blow. Asked when is Prince Harry coming? <laughs> That's really funny. I wish I wrote it. <laughs> he also met a dog that day. Winnie, the head teacher's dog. Why do all British schools have a dog? I don't know. They... I know there are, oh, there are concerns for like, I, I jumped to, as an American in the 21st century, like some kids are scared or some kids are allergic. But at the same time, I freaking love dogs. So... My high school and elementary school experiences would have been much better with a dog. Oh, infinitely. Yeah. I've also read that my college, after I graduated, started bringing in, like, um, stress puppies during finals. That's rude. Not rude that they're doing it. It's rude that they waited until you left. Completely agree. This is what happens when you attended college during the economic crash and they stopped bringing in absolutely ridiculous extras. We had a really great time (laughs) during our 20s with our no money and no jobs. What a time. What were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Personal banter. Prince Harry with a dog. Um, So that's amazing. Just amazing. I love when kids are sassy to the royals. Oh, and then we also also found out that Megan has already had some events scheduled for after her maternity leave. So Heck yeah. That's amazing. Of course she does. I mean, look at all the criticism of her work ethic, which we are always kind of baffled by because correct. What is bad about working hard? No. But, but apparently she's nailing down yeah, she's already starting to fill out her calendar for October and the first event, which this comes from Vanity Fair via Cosmo, that she is planning to attend a charity event in October, which is the annual summit for One Young World in London. And I know that she was involved with One Young World before Harry or before we found out about Harry. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Per her Instagram, RIP. Mm. I see, I see. Um, but yeah, Cosmo said, so basically set an iCal reminder in October to keep an eye out for Megan Picks because you know that her first post-baby outfit is going to be fabulous. Well, I'm sure in the interim there'll be like a christening and oh, stuff. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, again, I still think we might see her like one more time before the baby arrives. I wouldn't be surprised. She keeps on doing stuff. Like These we've little... already seen like reports of secret meetings she's been having with like the charities that she supports because... Yeah. She just can't stop working. She can't stop working. Yeah, I just imagine they're a little bit more, like, casual. I mean, I hope they are for her sake. I know. I hope she's extremely comfy and wearing, like, maternity pants, which I'm not pregnant, but I would like to eat, (laughs) like, wear them when I'm eating. Like, are you and I both wearing leggings right now? Are you wearing actual pants? Black pants, but they're stretchy like leggings. (laughs) They're from J. Crew if you want to find them. I'm wearing black leggings from Forever 21 that are hugely pilled and should not be worn in public, but oh well, here we are. You're about to get on a plane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Per usual, Caitlin's getting on a plane. (laughs) Yes, I am. She's like traveling the effing world. Yeah, follow along. I'm going to Switzerland in like an hour. It's really exciting. Um, me and Meghan Markle just wearing our black leggings, plain outfits. Um, 
So but yeah, it just makes me yes. feel better because, of course, I'm very happy that she gets a long maternity leave. But I'm also it makes me feel better to know that the end will it'll come to an end one day in October. Um, where do you think our lives are going to be by October? Oh, good God. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I have so many dreams. We'll be chatting every day. Yeah. I have to get these boots repaired by then. Probably. That's one goal I have. To do my taxes by October. That's another one. Maybe you should do it in April. I mean, I did them in October last year. I'm just saying. I, I'm, I'm panicked. I'm panicked. It's fine. It's it's April. It's April in a few days. Whatever. Um, again, what were we talking about? Um, so actually, while we're on the topic of maternity clothes, Town & Country did a great article this week about why Meghan Markle rarely wears true maternity clothes. This was written by a colleague of mine, Caroline Holloman. I've worked, I write for Town & Country occasionally, and Caroline is the dang best. Um, Didn't I meet her the night before the royal wedding when we were yes, at yes, the plaza? We did exactly. this, we attended this amazing event at the plaza, which was like a rehearsal dinner for a royal wedding. It was the fanciest day of our I miss lives. It. I really miss it. I Life's do. lives. Well... One life that it's we share. It's hard because I'm from Canada, so I'm like, Toronto Maple Leafs. So it messes <laughs> up my grammar. I don't know if anyone will get that. It's a hockey team. <laughs> I don't do sports. Um, but yes, so I, I, to be honest with you, I just talked to Caroline. Not sure that we get an answer to the question because I don't think there's a why for why she doesn't do it. I think she just doesn't care to. And also because she's really getting a lot of her maternity clothes are sort of bespoke, you know? Yes. Like they're customized for like sometimes they are runway clothes, but they are designed with the designer for her. Um, But yeah, it basically gets into the fact that she doesn't usually like throughout her pregnancy. She has not worn traditional maternity clothes like off the rack. But that's partly because she doesn't wear a lot of off the rack clothes. Um, Caroline naturally interviewed our buddy friend of the pod, Elizabeth Holmes, about this. Um, And she basically just she was sort of baffled as well as anyone who follows her knows. Um. She said there's something magical about maternity clothes. They have extra fabric in the right places. They have rouging and give and stretch, and they're designed for flexibility. And so much of what Megan has chosen to wear does not have that built in. Um, She's wearing pieces by high-end names that don't do a lot of maternity wear. Um, Yeah, she says the maternity wear is a specialty in the fashion world, and understanding the dynamics of a changing figure and how each bump sits differently can pose tailoring problems, and I think we've seen that with Megan. Um, yeah, we've talked about this a, a bit. I don't like criticizing pregnant women for what they wear because a, a million reasons. A yeah. million reasons. I've never been pregnant. Um, we, you shouldn't. She's making life with her body, so she should focus on that and not like um, a part, like the fit of her clothes. But I understand, of course. It has been like you know she struggles with fit issues. This is a thing we know. What can you say? It's a thing I don't understand. I don't understand it. Um, and I haven't had to yet. But then they also, Caroline also spoke with, um, I believe, the CEO of Hatch, right? Mm-hmm. Hatch is one of the few designers that is maternity focused that Megan has worn. So she spoke with the founder and CEO, Ariane Goldman. Um, what was fun about this was the insider info that Ariane had no idea that Megan was going to wear Hatch when she did. Like there was no sort of, like, I think she must have she or rather her people actually did buy it off the rack well she said she had no idea how the duchess got a hold of the dress but the morning of the event she woke up to tons of emails and calls from friends in london being like congrats and she was like what i thought they were wrong um and she said she's obsessed with megan anyway i was blown away it was an incredible moment um and then of course they've been selling out 
like crazy. It was their Eliza dress, which is $218. And it was like the body hugging one. Um, And she said, you cannot pay for global press the way that this story hit. It's been incredible. We sold out within three days. We relaunched it and it sold out again. So Markle Sparkle. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Imagine being able to have that much impact on a brand, on like a local economy with anything you do you like you like when they go on these tours they wear these outfits and they know that it will have an impact like i can't imagine yeah no it's pretty mass it's a, it's a big responsibility that's the thing like a lot goes into these these clothing choices you know um but good for arianne she sounds delightful and that dress was really cute i remember being like i'd buy that you know yeah i love rouging in the belly <laughs> <laughs> like, it hides a multitude of feelings. All the dumplings. I All eat. the dumplings. Um, yeah, so that's pretty cute. Um, so now we have Cuba Trip. Cuba Trip. Yes. We're just moving through things today. Listen, yeah, indeed. Keeping me right on track. Um, so I catch this flight. So uh, Charles and Camilla have been in the Caribbean for a 12-day tour. And can I just say, they're going to six countries in 12 days. <laughs> Like, yes, they're tiny island nations, but that's a lot. That's a lot of work. I mean, we've seen lots of reports about Charles loving to work. So it kind of fits in with that. Yes. But so far, my favorite part of the trip has been following Chris Jackson on Instagram. I thought you were going to say him being shirtless. No? No, that's something I've still not commented on, (laughs) Caitlin. Thank you. Um, No, but Chris Jackson is a royal reporter for Getty, Mm -hmm. and he often chronicles his travels with the royal family or like covering events on his Instagram. And it's just been really nice seeing like the behind the scenes shots that he's been putting up because he is a professional photographer. So his Instagram's a little bit better than like the grainy shots I put up. Yeah. Zoomed in too close on people in unflattering cuts. And so I was looking today. And so Charles and Camilla are in Cuba and it's a historic visit. Yes. It's the first official visit from a royal family member. But they were at this dance studio um, and uh, Chris Jackson posted video of it. And the dance was just so beautiful. It wasn't like at a big rehearsal hall or performance space, but it was just this gorgeous modern dance. And I was like, this is phenomenal. But then you, Caitlin, saw something earlier. Actually, sorry. I just found audio (laughs) of the dance school. It's so nice that we have phones. Yeah. It's like, oh, pretty. Um, Yeah. So that was Lisa's favorite. But my favorite was actually um, they did the sort of classic thing, which was while in Havana, you go in a classic car. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they, uh, yeah, they met with owners of British classic cars and motorbikes. And of course, they got in one. I feel like you can't go to Cuba and not take the photo that they did post on the Clarence House Instagram of like themselves rolling down a street in an unbelievably gorgeous classic car. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went to Cuba a couple of years ago with my brother and my friend Ashley. And when we went, I kind of thought that the classic car thing, I just assumed it would be a touristy thing or something that like you pay extra and you go in a classic car. That was very ill-informed of me and kind of ignorant. They have the classic cars because that's all they have access to and have had access to. Um, and so a lot of the cars were older than my parents and like held together with tape and spirit you've Um, been everywhere i stay very busy um so i just loved those images because i took similar ones being like (laughs) look at this pretty shiny pink cadillac um so i loved that and also they took these photos in 
John Lennon Square, which I did not go to in Havana, and they posed on a park bench with a John Lennon statue because apparently British music is popular in Cuba. Now, of course, British music like the Beatles is popular everywhere. Oh, have you heard of the Beatles? (laughs) But it just made me realize that, like, I don't see enough of the British royals interacting with British cultural figures like this, you know, like it's just this really cute photo of them with a John Lennon statue. And I'm like, what? We don't see enough of like Harry hanging out with Prince Styles, uh, Prince Styles, uh, Prince Harry <laughs> hanging out with Harry Styles. It's hard because it's two Harrys. But there's a photograph of Kate shaking hands with Harry Styles. Is there? Yeah, I remember it. It's seared into my brain. It's from like years ago. <laughs> I can't remember. She's wearing like a black lace dress. I don't know why I remember it so well. Someone please look it up. But that's... I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because that would be I'm open to a new lock screen photo. I feel like it's a new season and I need a new lock screen photo and that would be really Yeah, fact check me right now. <laughs> but then also, I mean Princess Margaret was friends with Mick Jagger. So we've that's seen true. it. Like they they all interact in like Victoria Beckham of the Spice Girls, obviously, and also of fashion, is friends with Megan. So it happens. Can no, we? it happens. I just, like, not enough, I guess. Not enough, yes. I would love to see Megan Markle hang out with the Spice Girls. Like, any, like, version of this. <laughs> you want them out to brunch with paparazzi pictures of them, and they're Heck, wearing, like, yeah. Jerry's wearing her, like, Union Jack Heck dress. yeah, with the, like, big, gigantic sneakers. Like, yes, that was all 20 years ago, but Megan Markle is a millennial girl just like me. She wants to see it, too. You were right, of course, by the way. I already very quickly found the photo. Was of... it a black lace dress? Was I it right? It is a black lace Oh, my God, dress. it's in my memory. <laughs> I can't believe I have it so memorized. And her hair is back. Yeah, and Harry's wearing a leopard print jacket. I didn't even see him. I just saw Kate. And he looks, I think chuffed is the word I'm going to go with. That's the British slang. Do you think I'm using it right? He looks chuffed. I mean, maybe you are. He's a delight. I miss him. I love their friendship. That's what I imagine it is, a friendship. Oh, Caitlin, we've got the royal kid update. Oh, my God. Just when you couldn't make me any happier than a Kate Middleton and Harry Styles moment. (laughs) Um, So this story was dropped also into the Facebook group. So thank I probably would have found it eventually on my own, but I'm very happy it was brought to my attention over the weekend by our beautiful listeners. Um, But yes, my all-time favorite royal, Mia Tyndall, out on the scene. <laughs> She's getting so old. She's five. It honestly kind of freaked me out because we haven't seen her in a while and she just looked like a little grown-up girl. Aww. And I was like, where's my little chubby cheek Mia? Um, so yes, uh, over the weekend, Zara Tyndall competed in the Gatcombe Park horse trials. And so a bunch of like her kid, her, of course, her husband and her daughter, daughters, because Mike was there with the new baby in a stroller. And also uh, Peter Phillips's kids were there, Savannah and Isla. So we had all the cousins like rolling around and it was pretty freaking cute. And <laughs> the observations that somebody, some observer told People Magazine go from cute and polite to downright rude <laughs> and i'll explain um so first the observer just said some like basic stuff they all seem pretty close the phillips girls seem very taken with their new little cousin the baby and i'm sure they will be they will be with their extra new cousin when megan's baby arrives which is like sure 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 um but the same observer said mia just doesn't stop i don't know how zara and mike cope with her she's like a wind up a wound up toy from the moment she gets out of the car and they manage to put her back in she's quite strong willed that's mean that's mean she's 5 she's 5 <laughs> that's why i like her so I'm much i'm strong willed <laughs> i can't stuff you in a car 
I mean, you could probably. I mean, I could. I'm very weak. <laughs> I went running and I injured my knee because I can't carry my weight. We are trying so hard to be in shape and our body's like, nah. Every time you and I run, we're like, oh, What's we can't do anything. My... We're so injured. What's wrong with my knee? Like, I have, I've had to be off my foot for like six days because I hurt <laughs> my foot last week. Like, what is wrong with me? Um, but anyway... Poor Mia. Guys, be nice. Observers of the world, be nicer to Mia. Like, to children. Use better, like, euphemisms. Instead of being like she's a wind-up toy, just be like, she has high energy, or she's high-spirited. That seems like a British thing to say, right? High-spirited. Um, that just means she's going to accomplish so much in her life with all of her energy. Dang right. Um, I also liked, this was, like, snuck in at the end of the article. I almost missed it. But, um... It just casually notes that Zara has returned to competitive riding, even though she had a baby two months ago. And was it two months ago? Was it two months ago? No, nine month old baby. Sorry. <laughs> nine she, months ago. Sorry. They're referring to a quote from when she did return to riding oh. last fall. And she said, the first time around, my body was in so much shock. Um, it was like, what the hell have you done to me? But this time the return quote feels good, actually. And she has shared that she has her eye on a big target. I'd love to try and get back on the team. I'd love to go to another Olympics. So she went to the Olympics in 2012, which is something that I did not realize. Um, That's brand new information for me. I think I knew, but I also don't remember. Yeah, Zara went to the Olympics in 2012 as a member of of Great Britain's eventing team, which is a horse thing. That's a, a technical term, horse thing. And she won a silver medal. Wow. Again, we have somehow managed to do a Zara Tyndall update three weeks in a row. And this time it's with the trivia that she won a friggin' silver medal for horse stuff. Wow. That's really impressive. Have you been on a horse? I've never. Um, I have, and I'm very allergic. So interesting. I can ride them, but I can't touch them with my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Or I could like do it with gloves on, like latex gloves. It's very embarrassing. But I learned to set a petting zoo when I was five and touched a horse, among other things. My face blew up. Yeah. What if it was the other things? Anybody who's following me on uh, Instagram these days, I've been cat sitting for like 12 days, which (laughs) I shouldn't volunteer to do because I'm hugely allergic to cats as well. I'm very itchy. I'm itchy right now. Caitlin, the choices you make. It's a struggle not to sneeze right into the microphone. Most of them are great because it ends up with you traveling the world. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I'm I'm too kind. I'm too (laughs) kind. I sign up to see cats that I can't be around. Anyway, yes, so she won a silver medal. And also, BTB, so did, BTW, so so did her mother, Princess Anne, competed in the 1976 Olympic Games in Montreal. I didn't know that. I know. In my country. In your country. She was the first royal to compete in the Olympics. Wow. Trivia. Wow. Keep that in your back pocket, guys. Let's go to a bar for trivia night. I bet they'll (laughs) ask us about which royal won a medal in the 1976 Olympics in Montreal. (laughs) I just think that's fun. Like, they don't have to do that, you know? I mean, I guess when you're really rich and it's a very fancy habit to have. Yes. It's a fancy hobby, I should say. It is. Um, so, of course, they would be the best at it and then wind up in the Olympics. Two generations of Olympians. Wow. So I just loved that whole story because it is... Other than the insults of a child. Other than the insulting of a child, um, love anything Mia Tyndall and then love finding out that her mom is a whole other level of badass I was unaware of. Um, it's only, nice. like, completely intimidating. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Cool. Sweet. Sure. 
And then we also have to mention this thing that's been all over the tabloids lately. We're not getting into too much detail about it because, dear listeners, we have been regularly quoted by the tabloids. (laughs) And so we are trying to avoid getting quoted and sensationalized. Yeah, but something is sort of like floating up, right? So maybe you guys have seen this, but there are some like weird, there's some weird stuff going around that Kate Middleton, um, I don't even know how to say this, that she basically is cutting one of her Norfolk friends out of their friendship circle. And so, which is, I mean, in her defense, something that happens, we've all gone through friend breakups. So if, if, if that is the case, which we are not saying whether or not it is, to the tabloid like yeah if that's happening like that could be a normal thing but then people are making it dramatic but like who knows what's happening i feel like the only thing we can really comment on is did you know that the group of people in norfolk like the fancy elite rich people are called the turnip toffs now turnip toff is that the term for william and kate's social circle in norfolk or is it the term for rich people in norfolk or unclear both? like I, what's the venn diagram so I did not hear this phrase until like yesterday. But I, it is a thing. It is a thing. Turn up toffs. Turn up toffs. Is that kind of like country bumpkins, but nicer? I don't know. There's no way to know. Like, is there a double meaning for turn up that I'm unaware of? British listeners, please elucidate. I mean, I wish I knew what the word toff meant. <laughs> yeah, actually, while you're at it. But I know what a turn up is, but I don't know what a turn up means in this context other than like bumpkin maybe that seems like the coral like i can only assume it's something about being wealthy in the country yeah i mean it's funny yeah it's a funny phrase but that that's been my the only thing i can like really comment on that's a good takeaway yeah i'm like what does this mean yeah but basically there are some reports that kate is cutting a friend out of their their social circle and everyone's like why and a bunch of like deep in the weeds if you're deep in the weeds and you follow all the royals reporters they've all been like sort of chittering about it but i don't even know how to feel because it's not a thing i don't know yeah there's like nothing we can really say there's no information yeah i mean we have way more information about mia tyndall's day out at the park (laughs) she apparently got mint chocolate chip ice cream from the truck like we know that yeah from that event from the gatcombe park horse trials (laughs) um but yeah we just had to mention it because it's like it is bubbling up and maybe it'll become bigger over time but as of right now that's all we got and or maybe it'll be nothing over time we also like we have no idea i don't know gossip reports who knows that's what's happening there um so before we adjourn the royal pod we have some highs and lows it's time for the royal highs and lows okay so my low is Harry going to events by himself now? That's natural and only normal. Be- only because you want to see Megan. Because I miss Megan. <laughs> I already miss her. <laughs> I already miss her. So it's funny, though, if kids are going to burn Harry. I also feel like it's only a matter of time before a kid says something along those lines of like, hey, where's your wife? I'm not here for you. <laughs> I don't want to see you. Where's the princess? Do you remember a few like events ago? Oh, was it? I don't know if it was Canada House, but it was somewhere where like, I didn't know who was going to be. I thought it was going to be like Rita Ora, but it was Meghan Markle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Kids are hilarious. Kids are the darndest things. Kids ask Kate Middleton what she puts on her pizza. Kids give us the best reports from these events. I love it so much. My low is gossip. Yeah, my low is gossip. That's super fair. Yes. And um, what's your high? My high, of course, is Mia Tyndall. My high, of course, is Tina Knowles Lawson. <laughs> we are who we are. That's all we can be. Oh, and what's this? I'm hearing from our producer, Matt, that one 
year ago this week was our first episode. Oh my God. I feel like we bombard you guys with anniversaries. It's kind of like the way I've extended my birthday into the full month of March. But it is true. We had our 50th anniversary a couple of weeks, like in early February. 50th anniversary for the episode. What did I say? Well, similar concept. It feels like we it. We had our 50th episode in early February, but we have our one year anniversary today. Our first episode went live. I want to say March 30th or something. The what? final week of March. Oh my gosh! It goes to show we've also recorded more than an episode a week. <laughs> I know, I know. So that's wild. The royal wedding was a very busy time for us. It really was. Um, but yeah, so we have, yeah, we've been on air in iTunes for a year. Wow. In the real world, I think on Sp- we're on Spotify. We're everywhere you listen to podcasts. So my highlight is the enduring friendship with you. Of course. My second one is. The enduring friendship with our listeners. Mm-hmm. My third is, oh wow, that's cool. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the drink is really hitting me, so I don't know if that's become apparent through the talking that I've been doing. Um, the third is, I'm really thrilled to have an outlet to express my feelings about Mia Tyndall. That's like my micro pod. Like if Tina, if Tina Knowles Lawson gets a two minute podcast about just weekly crap, mine is about Mia Tyndall. And then my low of no, the year we oh, okay. of the year is the tabloids listen all press is good press or something is it whatever if it brings new listeners into the fold to our den of positivity <laughs> yeah to our den of love then that's fine um but thank you guys for listening for a year or for a week or however long for today however long you've been here Welcome. Welcome. We're happy to have you. Um, so you guys can drop us an email at info@gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Um, please remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Here is a real review from Katie, and it's very nice. She writes, I didn't know I needed this show, and now I can't live without it. Caitlin and Lisa provide the listeners with royal facts, opinion, and plenty of gossip. Not as much anymore. <laughs> Since finding this podcast, I started with the first episode and have binged the rest of the catalog in two weeks while at work. Oops. Relatable. <laughs> relatable. <laughs> yeah. It was so fun reliving these amazing royal moments, and Caitlin and Lisa made it feel like I was doing it with two of my best friends. They've helped me solidify my own feelings and obsessions towards the royal feel. Oh, I think she means family. Knowing that I'm in good company. Keep up the good work and keeping us all really obsessed with your content. Also, I suggest a vodka soda, Vod Sode for short, with Tito's and lemon because Ooh. lime is growth and gross and not worth our time. Best wishes, Katie. What, what, what? So I like lime, so that's controversial. But as I said before, two ingredients. Two ingredients. Lemon is a third, so oh, three. Oh, heavy man. lifting for us. Whoa. Don't know if I can do it, but maybe. Thank you, Katie. We appreciate it. That's so funny. Um, you guys can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. You can follow Caitlin. You can follow Caitlin, me, at HeyKMenz, H-U-I-K-M-E-N-Z on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. And you can follow me, Lisa, at Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram and read my writing at The Cut. And until next week, God save the pod. Woot, woot, woot. Should we finish this bottle? Yeah. <laughs> Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.